Here at Daughters That Shred, we are three mates having a chat about life as dads with young daughters. The three of us would like to express that we are not experts on the health topics we discuss, and the discussions we have are based on our own experiences. For advice and personalised information, best to check in with the medical experts, or have a look at the amazing organisations we've listed in the show notes. Happy dadding. We record this episode from the traditional lands of the Bunurong, Bunwurrung and Wadawurrung people of the Kulin Nation. On behalf of the three of us, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and protectors of these lands and acknowledge the ancestors who cared for the lands, the surrounding waterways and all of the creatures for thousands of generations. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and future who continue on this path and to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander peoples listening to our stories and we recognise the value of stories shared by and with the oldest living culture on the planet. We also celebrate in our united support of honouring the Uluru Statement from the Heart and our continual steps towards reconciliation. Yeah, we haven't published yeah. any yet. But we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will have by the time you're listening to this one. We will have by the time yes. you're listening to this in the future. Yeah. From our past selves. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And if nothing else, our girls will be able to look back on it yeah. in a few years' time and, and hear like, the dribble we've been talking about. Them. Geez, our dads are clowns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was up with them? Yeah. Hey, I, uh, say, um, yeah. I say, boys, in alignment with. Um, with Patty's beautiful acknowledgement, I say Nyora, which in Wadawurrung language is a greeting on the country that I'm hey. on in Dunmangwari in Torquay. So Thanks, mate. Beautifully nice. said. Yeah. Patty, love it. That's the beauty of yeah. um, of this uh, forum or this forum is that you get to you get to do those types of things and you get to have long-form conversation about the important things and in our case the important things are dadding. So how's, yeah. how's the week been, lads? I know we've got a specific topic that we want to talk about tonight, which is, uh, you know, when you first found out you were going to be a dad. So just let's cue our little uh, baby squeal. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was a, a, an emotional moment for me. But um, first of all, let's go with, uh, you know, how's your week been, been overall? Yeah, mine's been really good. Um, it was a bit of a change up the last... Week or two, because it was my first outdoor ed camps leaving the two girls. So yep. back-to-back camps, um, shorter ones, three days each. Um, but it was, yeah, the first time I'd left little Harriet. Um, fortunately, Amber's mum came down and helped out around the place, did all the washing, nice. made some dinners, which was all perfect. Fantastic. Up the mums. Got to love, yeah. Up got to love mums. Up the grandmas. Yeah. So, up the mums. Um, but then we managed to, I got two days off work and yep. so we took the ferry across to Anglesey and, yeah, spent some time down there in a very special spot. It's the spot that, um, that my mum's ashes are scattered and it's cool. also the spot where I proposed to Ams. So wow, it was, very close to the heart. Yeah, yeah it was nice yes. to take little Harry down there and she was looking around like, you know, wide-eyed goose on the on the beach, mm. wondering what all the new sounds were. And I did Facebook stalking a bit, mate. I saw yeah. the photos, very beautiful. Yeah, so she... Uh, nice. Happy little family. I don't know, she sort of had that... that um, 
old salty dog kind of blue eyes really popping on the yep. on the sand, which was nice. So um, yeah, hopefully that continues. Mm, which Great. is the opposite of what my eyes are doing. Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you can see books, but I've got um a bad state of uh, conjunctivitis. Pink eye. Or, yeah. I think, yeah, either pink eye, either Chessy stitched me up real good with a um, a little pink eye session, or it's what I'm guessing is conjunctivitis. It's just travelled from one eye to the next and will probably travel to my third eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's why I'm wearing glasses in here, just protecting my eyes. Practicing practicing. Ali gave you a birthday stitch up tie. She was like, It's my birthday today, and I'm gonna give you pink eye for all the shit you've given me. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Boogs? How's your week been? It's been lovely, thanks, boys. It's been really nice. Um we what have we been up to? We've just been up at Penny Royal doing a few jobs there putting in some some terrible-looking fences. Camille got on the tools and was um, hammering in a few nails and stuff, which was cool, um, fixing up my terrible handiwork. And, yeah, just been, just been doing the do at the moment, working away. Went to the pool yesterday with Camille, which was bloody awesome, and met some lovely people. And it's really cool sort of seeing Camille I love watching kids in those spaces where there's heaps of other children sort of around their age, Mm -hmm. watching them sort of soak up what they're doing. Like she was copying this little girl um, called Jean, like teaching her how to do some little dolphin dives and putting her head under and stuff. And it's just really cool. Just for listeners that can't see Moogie, he uh, did his own little demo of some dolphin dolphin dives. Dolphin dive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit yeah. concerned about the quality of of the resurfacing after his <laughs> dolphin dives, but um, hopefully Camille's doing them better. The dolphin didn't come back up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw a dolphin down at Pines the other day, boys. Oh yeah, nice. Oh, like nice. Five meters off the shore. Wild, really? Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, Jazzy saw the same. So she goes to a bush camp um, in Kwakadula and Wadarung for Anglesey um, there with YMCA and they were at Point Road Night and they saw a pod of dolphins out there and that's so cool. I haven't mm. seen dolphin in Yong. So. Yeah, nice. I um, on, gypsy of on one of these camps that I went on, as we actually cruised over Oliver's Hill in Frankston, we uh, looked out the side mm. of the bus and there was a huge pod just playing out from the Frankston Pier. No shit. That's awesome. Good with yeah. a bus so full good. of kids to point it out to. Yeah. yeah. Did they get around it? Yeah, they kind of were like, you know, Mr. Nickel, we're, we're Peninsula kids. We see this all the time. Big deal, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on, mate. Yeah. What um, about you, Tyus? What about you, mate? How's um, your week Yeah, it's been all right, mate. I've just been – Alan and I, uh, we just – we just want a good night's sleep, to be honest. Um, there's just a little bit of drama in the Day Cox household at the moment. Just seems to be the the childcare. You know, no disrespect to childcares out there, but there just seems to be like this revolving door of like little bits of um, you know flu, conjunctivitis, yeah. <laughs> just little mm. little bugs that then. You know, hit Chessie and then they hit me for six and they hit Ali for six and then they get Penny and then the whole family is like dealing with uh, little bits of uh, little bits of sicky. But um, apart from that, it's been uh, pretty chip top. It was 
Al's birthday on the weekend, which was sweet. We, um, yeah, we did uh, a little bit of a brewery thing with the family and things like that. So, uh, oh, it was all nice. good, man. Yeah, yeah nice. All I'm good. sitting here thinking, oh, I missed it. Oh, shit. That's right, mate. It's always friend. next year. Yeah. Always yeah. next always year. Always next year. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. That's, I've got to say, that's one of my favourite things um, with Camille. I love getting her uh, to say happy birthday to people over the phone. I find that, like, so exciting, her doing a little singing happy birthday. Yeah. You know? Well, she sent and me she a little also, video message the other day too, didn't she? Exactly, yeah. yeah. She's she's very good at recognising faces and and features predominantly. Like, she, we're looking through a book that we've got at home, one of our favourites, and there was an array of different faces, you know, and different hairstyles on these on these individuals. And there was one face that was quite egg shaped yeah. and with with relatable, no hair on relatable. no hair on top mm. and she looks and she goes Uncle Tyson. Yeah, like, that's it. That's, and she, that's right. She sent Correct. it to me herself, which was even more remarkable. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love it, love it, love it. It was it wasn't an Ashley Martin advert, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Yeah, yeah, advanced hair, bro. Um <laughs> So, boys, the topic that we want to talk about today is really the, you know, that beautiful moment where you're like, oh, my Lord, I'm about to become a father. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about me and my partner. It's also about this little person that's going to come into the world. So, pretty wild time. Wild stuff. Special moment. Wild stuff. Um, But... You know, what, would love to hear your take on what was flooding through your mind when you first found out that you were going to be a dad. Well, maybe maybe to remind yeah. listeners yeah. as well, we should go from the eldest to the youngest. Okay. So, yeah. So when I'm we, the eldest. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Chess is obviously the eldest, so you yeah. were the first one yeah. of all of us to find yeah. out that it was yeah. your time. Yeah, that's it. So... um it's um how do I kick this off? So so okay, cool. So maybe firstly, were yep. you trying? Yeah. Was that a decision that you'd yeah. made and yeah, how did that come about? Did it take a little while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So did you enjoy that process? <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> so yeah, so it was a beautiful, enjoying, enjoying, enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone all red face, and yeah, my eyes. Look, are... Ali, I'm not sure that we've got it. I think <laughs> don't know whether that one. Let Let's try again. Uh, it's my story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so cut a long story short is that when. Um, so Ali, um, Al and I, we were in this um, stage of our relationship where Al, um, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this. So we, so she had quite severe endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So there was always this um, question around if we were going to be able to be um, parents, I suppose, from the, the, the having our own kids, essentially. Um, and... 
It was um, it was something that kind of brought to my attention, and we've been together for a long time. Like we've been together for it's coming up. This is fifteen years we've been together. Mm. Fifteen oh. years, married for five, been together for fifteen. A faithful day on schoolies where you called her from That's the it. golf course. That's a story for another time, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> now, me, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so it kind of um, dawned on me that this was something that we were like we had to. Um, deal with um, early on. So I was about 25, 26 when I started to kind of understand it. Um, and then the her specialist essentially said, you know, if you want to start trying for kids, I highly recommend doing it before 30. And we were like, okay, cool. So I always had in my head that I was like, you know, it'd be nice to have kids, you know, 35, you know, a little bit later, so my business is established, you know, got a house, all these types of grown-up thoughts. And so was it a bit daunting for you, Ty, in a way? It was, yeah. Like before 30, like, fuck. Yeah, it was. It was daunting for me, man. Really daunting. Mm. Um, yeah. I knew I always knew I wanted to have kids, but I'd never really kind of thought before 30. Um, mm. and, and so... You know, I think we got married, and then um, in when we were, I was twenty eight, she was twenty seven, and then um, yeah, it was pretty much like eighteen months or so, and then we we started trying for kids, and um, to our pleasant surprise, um, we we got pregnant quite quickly, which was fantastic. Um, but it's interesting when I when I threw this topic out to us um, today, I kind of sent the text and said, "Hey boys, let's talk about." topic but i actually probably didn't think it through because it still brings up um difficult stuff for me because when we first found out that she was pregnant we um were told that we were going to have twins and Mm. we ended up losing one of those twins as you boys know um and it was going to be chessie's identical twin and her name's adeline and we've, we've kind of done our own um uh, I suppose process for that dealing with the grief and then um, yeah having our own little kind of um, send off and goodbye to her um, and our own little way of remembering her as well um, and so it was like it went from like zero to a hundred so I was like immediately kind of going oh man it'd be nice to get pregnant and and you know have kids and it'll take a little bit of time and then it was like the second month bang pregnant and then the next month after that Ali got a test done and she's like uh we're actually having twins and I was like what and she goes we're we're gonna have two two kids and I was like you are kidding me and so I went from this like over the moon state to this freak out state of going far out how am I gonna look after (laughs) Two kids. Wow. How am I, like, I just started my business. We'd just taken out a mortgage. We were kind of flat broke because we just got married as well. And I was just like, far out. Like, I better get my ass in the gear. Um, And Ali was at university as well. (laughs) Just add that in. So there was a lot going on. And then I, I really started to reframe that process of like well this is a complete blessing like we didn't know that we were going to have two kids um 
we didn't know that we were going to, you know, twins, how cool. Like my the twins had run in our family too. Like my grandfather was a twin. Um, twins were on Ali's side of the family as well. Um, but it's funny, the way I actually found out that Ali was pregnant is I was at the gym and I, I shit you not, boys. So I was at the gym and then I actually dropped a weight on my foot, which I never did. And I was just like, I was like, oh, oh far out. What the hell, Ty? Come on, man. Get your shit together. Like, and then I left the gym and I was kind of hobbling into the house and um, Ali just had this look on her face, like this cheeky grin. And I was like, I was like, what's going on? And she's like, she's like, why don't you get something from the fridge? Like, I'm a bit thirsty. Can you get me something from the fridge? And I was like, can't you just go to the fridge and get it yourself? And she's like, no, 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 I want you to get it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I like went I've, over the I've fridge. got a broken foot, babe, but, you know. And I hobbled over. She's like, what happened? And I was like, oh, I just dropped a weight on my forehead. I don't know what's going on. And she's like, she's like, oh, okay. She's like, do you notice anything different about the fridge? And I was like, nah, what's going on? <laughs> And she was filming me the whole time. So I was kind of going like, what, what, like, what is this? Am I like about to get punked or something? And um, where's, where's Ashton Kutcher? Where's Ashton Kutcher? He's just going to come out. <laughs> and she, she had spelled out with our fridge magnets, Tyson's going to be a daddy. Oh, and that's awesome. I was, well, it was awesome, but I was also kind of like bummed too because I was like, I was like, yeah, but I thought we were going to do this together. And, and she's like, yeah, but I wanted to surprise you. And so we kind of almost had like a bit of, not a blue, but we were just kind of like, I was like, oh, awesome. And she goes, so are you excited? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> just sad that you know first. <laughs> yeah, it was just weird. Like, you know, when you, you play out things in your head around how they're going to go and then they don't go like that, it goes off script and you're kind of like, what? Like, it was a little bit like that sounds for me. Like, sounds like the scene in um, Big Daddy where, they, they throw this surprise party and she's like, she doesn't find out the way she wanted to. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just funny, man. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of darting a little bit all over the place with this story, but it, no, no, no. It, yeah, it was bizarre. Cause I was like, again, zero to a hundred. I was like, far out. How cool is this? I'm going to be a dad. Didn't expect that. And then found out through fridge magnets, <laughs> Then <laughs> found out that I'm going to have twins. And then, um, in December, we we found out that yeah we were we were losing one, um, which was incredibly tough, and still mm. is. And um, and it's really interesting too. When I was thinking about this topic too, like your like you people deal with grief differently, and that was probably my first major case of dealing with grief um, mm. like that. Mm. And mm. I didn't know how to deal with it. Al and I were both stumbling through it ourselves, like this excitement of becoming a new parent, but also this like trauma of losing one. Mm. And at that point too, we didn't actually know there was a lot of suggestions from specialists and doctors that Chessie might not make it because, mm. um, yeah, just because of the, 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 the um, situation that was unfolding in Ali's tummy. Um, and and bro, ha, well. how far along were we when you when you found that out? Like, how yeah, far so it was about um, it was about nineteen weeks. Okay, yeah, and it's weird too because anything over twenty weeks is you have to have like you have to go through like a full death certificate and and all of that. Mm. So it was really, yeah, it was a real whole new experience for Al and I, um, mm. and. Something that, yeah, we both struggled with immensely and 
also though, like we, I think it, like our reframe too is that it, it's like our, like we felt like Addie, the, the twin that passed, her parting gift to us, like our reframe is her parting gift was the the strength that she gave Ali and the awareness that she gave Ali and like the fact mm. that we went through something like that together, which brought us closer. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's still something that's yeah pretty close to close to heart. Um, I think I've learned a lot from you know sharing that experience through through you as well. Like because I hadn't experienced or been made aware of of situations like that. Like not that I would understand the fullest extent of of the emotions that you and Ali would have felt. But I remember the elation of like coming over to your place for mm. dinner and then <laughs> Ali showing me the picture mm. and seeing that there's, she's like, Oh, what's that bit there? And I'm like, Oh fuck, there's two mm. and being like so excited and crazy. And then, you know, finding out that, that you're going to be losing Adeline. Like that was, I remember feeling like so, just so sad about that, but mm. just being, I think learning about those situations and how people process them is so important to know that, that that can happen to anyone and that, you know, you can, you can take something from it and learn and be, and still be strong and, and use that, that grief and that sort of story to help, strengthen you like like you talking about your mum too patty you know like i think as hard as they are they're really important lessons even if people haven't experienced it personally to know what it's like yeah, so if they they come up come to face um something like that that they understand what it's like and that other people have been through it totally and i think that's one of the the biggest advancements in our society is that we're you know, tie super brave and courageous mm. and vulnerable there to share it. And we, mm. you know, that never would have happened before, ever. Like, women mm. wouldn't talk about their own experience, let alone the blokes. Mm. Like, it just never would have happened. So, and it, it mm. actually, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, I guess, when I should sort of share the story of finding out about Harry, because it, mm. it changed how Ty's experience among the, along with a couple of other mates, it changed how we actually shared our news as well. So, mm. yeah. So, it's yeah, it was an interesting one because we, we kind of had that excitement of sharing with everyone, yeah, about the twins and everyone went bananas, like family, friends. Like we got such a beautiful reception. We were looking at like, you know videos on how to raise twins and all that type of stuff and then to change that and then we had to like share that news again with everyone mm, um yeah and just people like through that process um i spoke about this with another mate once like people aren't trying to they're not trying to to frustrate you or anything but they can just be a little bit clumsy around grief mm. um, and mm. they're, they're trying to support you but it's so it, – the, the hardest part I felt for me was just keeping my cool through that process um, is, mm. is that I didn't really feel like talking much. I just – I'm the kind of person that I just wanted to be there for Ali. I wanted to 
buckle down on my work. I wanted to go surfing. I wanted to like just process it myself. I used music a lot to like yep. process my thoughts, um, to, mm. to pull out emotion because I find it difficult to cry sometimes. So mm. I used like certain things to kind of, to kind of um, kickstart that process for me because I knew I had to get it out, um, mm. out of my, mm. my body. Um, yeah, so it was like – but then when like – yeah, yeah, it, it's probably another story for another time. But then when Chessie arrived, it was like, again, a whirlwind of different emotions as well. Mm. Um, mm. And then when poor Penny – I was thinking about Penny like today too, like when we found out that we were pregnant with Penny – like the second child, everyone's like, oh, cool, so you're having a second child, fantastic. Cool, what else is news? Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> this is a momentous occasion. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, like, the, like the the firstborn, they get gifts, they get people like knitting you things, and it's like, oh, my God, baby festival. And then the second yeah. one, everyone's like, oh, cool, yeah, we thought it was probably about time if you'd have another one. You're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's well, wild. So, completely different. So much, you know, unfair pressure on on parents to <laughs> yeah. have a second. Like everyone's expecting you to have a second. Yeah. I remember saying to one mate, and he goes, "Oh, well, it's about time, isn't it?" And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, brutal." So yeah, boys, that's my that's my story. I was like, and yeah, I the roller coaster of emotions made me feel many different things. Mm. The one thing that I kept coming back to was concentrating on how I wanted to be a father for for um, for chess, but then also how I wanted to be an even bigger rock for Ali through that mm. process too. So I kind of had this this kind of multiple layer learning experience around not just being a dad but also what does it mean to be like a a fucking awesome husband too yeah for sure mm, so to be a strong partner which, which i which i see as like my little gift from Addie because it was like i saw ali and i we put out and i saw myself in states and emotions and in a place that we'd never gone before mm. so it was mm. like her gift was to to push us into that space that would then develop our relationship even further. Yeah, yeah. And I have no doubt that our biggest losses and our hardest moments, if we get through them, yeah, they're easily our greatest strength. Yeah. Yep. It's such a good point. Totally. Mm-hmm. Such yep. a good point. What about you, Moogs? Boogie. When you found out about Camille? Oh, so Jazzy, she's good at um, flinging me a good surprise curveball and did the old um, – Pulled out the pregnancy test and what, we just, were just, just out of just like, random. <laughs> really? And I was like, oh fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we were trying, but very casually. Like it, you know. Um, was it a case of let's stop not trying? Let like smart casual, you know. You know, some people talk <laughs> about well, we're not trying, but we're just not stopping it. You know exactly, yeah, yeah. It was just let's allow this to happen, yeah. You know, <laughs> You're in a sexual, in, sexual innuendo and in, in uh, intended, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like I just remember we were just in a really good space, you know, when it when it happened, like we were just we were living in Northcote, um, 
we were living together, like just super happy. It just felt like every day was kind of sunshine at that time, you know, when Camille was born. Like, might not have been. There might have been some real fucked up weather days there. We live in Victoria. <laughs> but, my, but my memory of it was like it just was a really special time for us. And, um, you know, we're going on walks down to Yarra Bend and we're just super happy. And when uh, Jazzy told me the, about Camille, like, I just remember being like, I'm an emotional person. I was crying like crazy, but just, I was just so happy because even though like it was somewhat unexpected, like I just remember going like, I feel totally ready for this, you know, like I think because I'd spent a, you know, a bit of time with my sister's boys, my, my nephews, like I was just like, Fuck yeah. Well, mm-hmm. my sister's boy, sorry, at that time. Um, Will, like, I just felt so ready for it. Like, I'd seen people parenting and I was just excited to do it with Jazzy, you know, like, I was ready, you know, like, for that experience. And, um, and probably similar to Ty, like, thinking about, like, parenting and going, like, this is the way I want to do it. Like, you know, thinking, about all the wonderful experiences that you go through. And I knew that it was going to be like a big change in life, you know, that things wouldn't be the same. But I was like, I feel like I've lived a lot of those frivolous parts of my life, sleeping in the uh, in the back of my van with my feet in uh, Tyson's face. <laughs> Sorry for vomiting. Vomiting outside of the van and surfing and just being an absolute mess of a human. I was like, those days will come back, you know, in, yeah. in little periods. It's time pe- for me to pull my socks up. In little, in I just, little periods. I just, love, I just love that we, we wanted to talk about how you got pregnant and what the story was, and you end up talking about being in the back of the van with Tyson's feet in your face. <laughs> well, My feet in Tyson's face. Oh, sorry, yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah my- <laughs> There was He's pro- too tall. He's probably, where, probably Tyson's where, yeah. thighs in your face. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> A little bit too close to the, to the balls. <laughs> Definitely. But, yeah, and, um, yeah, I guess just finding out was really special for me. And, and finding out about Camille again, Jazzy flung me a nice curveball with that one too. We um, – we, it was just a, any old day after work. Uh, here and Jazzy said, I'll come meet you with Camille and we'll go have some some dinner at um at the at the foreshore. And I was like, Yeah, that sounds good. So anyway, Jazzy comes by and I jump in the in the car and I'm driving us to, to the beach. Anyway, I was like, Oh, this looks like a good park. Let's let's plonk here. And she's like, No, I don't I don't want us to park there. I'm like, what, what's wrong? It's like this car park. And she was like making this big fuss about where we park. I'm like, I was thinking in my head, like this is fucking bullshit. Like, it's got me in a bit of a, it's got me in a bit of a shit mood. Like, you know, I was really happy. I'm excited to see Jazzy and Camille. I'm like, why is she being like so particular about the car park? So I was like, okay. So we found a park, and you know, I'm in a little bit of a huff, and we found our little spot to sit. Um, you know, it was beautiful. I was like, why were you so grumpy before about the car park? And then she just, she's like, I've got to go to the car and get dinner out, and I'm sitting there with Camille, and I'm d depressurizing and um she comes back and she's like oh we went to the shops and got this book 
and it was i'm looking at the book and i'm like oh it looks like a nice book and saying like welcome to the world little one and i opened the book and she's written um that uh, we'll be expecting our next uh addition to the family on the 26th of november and like being like you got me fucking good (laughs) (laughs) and i was just like waterworks and like into the tears and yeah again like just super excited and you know yeah awesome that's beautiful man something i forgot to share that the second time around like i remember um just from what you were saying there books like I was like just in the office, just like at home, just punching out emails. And Ali's like, I'm just going to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, yeah, cool, baby. Do whatever you got to do. And I'm just like, <laughs> just still just punching the keys. And she goes, um, so, and then just like the, the test just slides across the desk. And I was like, what's up? She's like, just have a look. And I was like, oh my. <laughs> oh, it's happening again. That's so good. How good would the power be that they have in that situation? Like, cop this, motherfucker. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they can just do it any way they want. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's like... It's awesome. Like, what's our opportunity to be able to do that? Proposing? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Proposing? Yeah. I reckon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I completely blindsided Amber with that. I did too. She had no idea that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, I had to... Dun, uh, like dumb down the romance because I knew Ali's crafty. So she's like, if I go, if I go full romantic here, she's gonna be like, I know where this guy's going. Ah, oh, here we go. Here's the rose petals. So <laughs> I just proposed when we were cleaning the house one day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Story for another day. Story mate. for another day. Yeah. 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 Patty. Patty. Give yeah. Me so um, mine was actually. Um, so we decided, you know, we thought a lot of a lot of mates had tried and it had taken quite a while. So we thought, oh, all right, well, we won't get pregnant first crack. Like it doesn't happen very much. And I, um, I was actually on a family golf weekend, all blokes, a lot of testosterone. Um, and you know it was it was good, but I'm not a very good golfer, so I was quite happy to get home. And Did as you a couple of birdies, mate. Or? Well, <laughs> no birdies, no, nah, no. Um, as yeah, I was quite keen to get home. And as I was turning out of the car park, um, one of my uncles actually yelled out to me, "Go on, Patty, go make a baby." Or something like that, just like <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> go make a bogey, as in like yeah, go no. the park. <laughs> Well done, mate. Go make a baby. You know, get a hole in one, mate. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I basically went home, and by this stage, we'd we'd definitely been talking about it, and we thought we'd you know have a crack, but um, just didn't expect for things to happen so quick. So went home, end of the golf weekend. Great way to return home, basically. And um, the next day, we had had a friend tell us that um, when she was pregnant and she almost knew the following day, that day or the day after, with all four of her kids. And she described it by saying she got like a metallic taste in her mouth. And... I don't know if this is an old wives' tale. I haven't done much research or anything. 
But the next day, Ams was in the bathroom and she's like, Paddy, I've, I've just swallowed metal. Like I can taste <laughs> metal. And I was like, oh, you're only saying that because you've heard Loz say it and whatever else. And but, You smelted some bloody aluminium in <laughs> me coffee this yeah, morning, you bastards. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, from that moment, both of us started to sort of just think about it a little bit more. And then, you know, about a week and a half later, she was like, the boob's different. And so we we did a test and she... Um, you know, she peed on the on the ticket and um, <laughs> on the on the stick and um, brought it out. And Tickets, please. Unlike you guys, we actually did the reveal for the first time together. So, wow. and sure enough, like it was it was pretty early. It was right. three weeks and four days off. Like it it was pretty early. So a faint line. No, it was it was there. Yeah, cool. it cool. was. We it, like pull out another test. Come on. Yeah, well, we did two tests, <laughs> yep. and um, sure enough, they when were. When you say that you did it there. together, PJ, do you mean that you just no, held I, the test? I didn't and hold the test. A bit of wig all over your head. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a team slash. No, it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she um she sacrificed <laughs> the fingers to the rain, but um <laughs> then, <laughs> then um yeah then brought it out and and put it on the bench upside down and we waited however however long it was meant to be and and we prepped the food for the dinner on that bench yeah. <laughs> and um and did the reveal. We actually our our, our reveal to a couple of people is we yeah. took a. We took a photo of Nuts, the dog. Um, with Not the your nuts. With, no. no oh, my, kind of your nuts. Well, yeah, she's my nuts, yeah. Yeah, little brown furry nuts. Um, yeah, we took a photo of our dog um, with the test in her mouth. So not long after, Nuts, there's a photo of Nuts biting the test, almost like she's acknowledging that she's not going to be our, our number one little baby anymore and... Um, yeah, it was it was I, pretty cool. That's wild, man. I hope, I hope you didn't, um, Amber didn't have too much asparagus for poor old nut. <laughs> you know, they're not with the test in the mouth, just gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think maybe maybe we'd washed it at that stage. I um, can't remember. Nah, bullshit. But Surely you didn't. Yeah, no, no. Well, we, <laughs> we wanted nuts to hang on to it, not spit it out straight away. So, um, but yeah, I mean the. The cool part about that, it, it was super early. And Amber's a, um, her sister is a sonographer. So we were able to sneak into um, Box Hill Hospital and, and get a scan really early. Um, and she kind of confirmed with the ultrasound a little poppy seed. And sure enough, um, she just wanted to make sure that it wasn't ectopic. Like yep. as soon as we we sort of said that we think we might be might be pregnant, um, Claire, who obviously sees quite a bit of stuff that you know is is quite sad. Um, she was like, mm. "I just need to, I need to tick it off." So Claire was actually kind of the person that confirmed the pregnancy, which was super cool wow. to have Amber's sister confirm yeah. to us that we were going to be parents. That was that was unreal. But um, I guess going back to what we were sort of on before. We, we we sort of weighed up 
whether or not we were going to wait the 12 weeks to kind of tell everyone. And mm. because at that stage, we, in my kind of close group of mates, I think I worked out at one stage that there'd been, I think, 12 announcements of pregnancies that had all made it to 12 weeks. And yep. of those 12 announcements, only four bubs had been born. Wow. At that oh, stage. Oh, wow, Paddy. Yeah, Jeez. so... That's big. Yeah, and one of my one of my closest mates, he, um, he kind of made a big effort to reduce the stigma and he created a, a marathon run, fundraising run, for an organisation called Pink Elephants. And they support um, young couples that have been through... Um, premature deaths and and miscarriages and we raised I think together there was a group of 11 boys and we ran the full Lilydale to Warburton Trail and raised I think about 25 grand for this organisation and and that mate he I think it was maybe 2018 he um, they announced pregnancy in January for a bub that was 19 weeks and they lost it at, at 19 weeks rather. And then in December of the same year, they lost another one at 20 weeks. So like that story along with, you know, Ty losing Addie and um, another one of our really close mates who, who tragically lost triplets and, and another one as well um you know the the trauma was sort of everywhere and ams and i waited up and we were like fuck you know we're really realistic of how how this can can go wrong and go bad for us and we i mean one we thought we're terrible at keeping secrets so the chances of us actually making it to 12 weeks and not telling people was pretty minuscule and even if we made it to 12 weeks, we might still have to have the conversation after because all of these mates had been through that. And we thought, well, we've done this run, we've raised this money, we've talked the talk about um, destigmatizing it and verbalising it. And when I was doing the fundraising for that organisation, um, I just had all of these women in their sort of 50s and 60s coming up to me and being like, oh, yeah, I lost two. Yeah, we lost one. And it was like mm. I had no idea that mm. these people had been through it and they had not really shared it either. Yeah, bro. Mm. And so we thought we, well, we've we just got to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. So we started telling people at five, six, seven weeks and mm. we're really, really lucky. Harry, Harry was born and... And we um, didn't have to go through that, but we we thought that you know we've got to kind of break down the barriers and destigmatize it. And it was it was really special. Some people were like, "What you're telling us now?" And we're like, mm. "Yeah." And then I shared the reason why we were telling them now. And I think hopefully in the future you wouldn't you won't have to share that reason <laughs> because there won't be a stigma attached to miscarriages and stuff mm. like that. So. You know, hopefully when Harry has a has a little bub, if, if that's what happens, she'll be able to say it, you know, four weeks and five days when she gets it confirmed that 
you know, we're pregnant and we're telling the world and there's nothing to be scared about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty special like that. And we were also super aware and grateful that we got lucky the first time and um, we didn't have that experience of having to share the excitement and then share the grief. So we didn't have mm. that and... I guess, Ty, you, in hindsight, if you were to play it out in your head, would you want to keep the secret or not? That's a question maybe you don't want to answer or... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think I think one thing I've learned through this whole process, though, it's so personal. So some people mm. love to do the, the gender reveals on Facebook and they love to have the big parties. Other people like to announce, you know five weeks six weeks other people like to announce it 15 weeks i think the important thing is is just being comfortable as a couple mm. going with what you want to go with yeah of course like yeah. a, and everyone everyone's on their own journey everyone's on their own journey yeah i think that 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 first stage of um and like you know al and i aren't too big on social media so we weren't we, we've never really posted about anything like that. Um, I'm not sure if that would have changed things, like depending on how it went. Who knows? Um, I think, yeah, you just got to be – everyone's on their own journey and I think you've got to respect what what they're doing at any point. And I think this is parenting in general. Like, Agreed. Mm. You just have to go – they're doing the best they can with what they've got, with the knowledge that they've got. Um, and if that doesn't work for you, doesn't mean it doesn't work. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mm. but um, and I think processing that grief happens for people in lots of different ways too. Yeah. Like you're saying, like some people may want to talk about sort of their process of of miscarriage or losing losing a child, um, you know, through infant death. But I guess it's sort of it when you want to talk about it because I think. The, the rawness of those emotions can be so overpowering. I think it's the fact that people are becoming more aware now. Like I feel like my awareness um, for a lot of these things has come through Ty and, mm. you know, and one of our mates who was really brave told us that they'd lost their little boy recently and, and, I think that uh, from my perspective, I think he got a lot of that strength to say that through Ty as well. And I think whenever you're ready to share those sorts of things, knowing that there's a support network there in saying to people how it in whichever way feels comfortable is a really effective conduit. And, yeah, and, sure. and being able to communicate like, I'm going to tell you something that's happened to us and, you know, I, we don't really feel like talking right now, but maybe, you know, next week or in two weeks or in a month, you know, we'll be feeling back up to it again. But we just wanted to share with you sort of mm. where we're at, you know, and I think it takes a lot of courage to be able to acknowledge that, you know, and to to share it with people in whatever way, you know. Yeah, Difficult for sure. Mm. And, and I think, mm. Muggs, that's like so key in that, if people want to share, we wanted to w – the way that we went about it and the, the way that I've sort of described that then, I don't want everyone to share necessarily, especially if they're not comfortable to, but I don't want them to feel inhibited 
if they want yeah. to share mm. through shame exactly. or stigma or yep. what are people going to say, you know, mm. and I think so like, you know, not even that long ago, a decade, two decades ago, people didn't share even if they wanted to because mm. of that fear of exactly. stigma and, and shame and what's society going to say and, yeah, if, if you don't want to share, totally cool and deal with it in, in the way that best suits you and your partner and your family. Mm-hmm. But if you do, feeling comfortable to do it because it's acceptable mm-hmm. and it's accepted mm-hmm. and it's encouraged and it's supported is so mm-hmm. key, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree, Paddy. Like I think it's like a powerful point you made there about your friendship group before or with miscarriages and I, I was sort of reflecting on when you said that, talking to lots of like my friends' mums, learning about how many how many of them had had miscarriages was really um, impactful. And again, like to your point, a lot of them hadn't talked about it before or if they had, like it had been like to a small group of people. So I definitely agree with you in the sense that I think things have changed for the better and people feeling more comfortable to have those conversations and to sit with the discomfort or to feel the emotions of of those conversations because I think it from being aware only good things can come from that in terms of like if you're faced with that situation at least you know who what what you can turn to you know, and that people are going to be comfortable to listen to what yeah, you have to say. Totally. Being being free to write your own story of grief. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like also you can't really understand, like I know for me, because I knew, um, I think my mum had a, a miscarriage. Um, I only found out that my nana had multiple miscarriages after we had experienced um mm what happened with Addie and like prior to having that experience, I didn't actually understand the, the real weight of that type mm. of experience. And I think that's like with, with grief in, in that it's also a gift in that you are, you're able to reach a deeper level of understanding and empathy of what other people may be going through, even though your emotions mm. are not necessarily the same. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I think the same time, like I think this is such a dumb analogy, but I think people kind of almost see it like in the way they do when they buy, you know, 12-pack eggs from the supermarket and they go, oh, well, the, the birds aren't born yet, so I'm not eating chicken. You know what I mean? Like I think they kind of, like I would say the same thing. Like I didn't, I definitely didn't detract all emotion from it, but I definitely was ignorant to the impact of, of what a miscarriage would have on um, the couple, on each individual parent, you know, like, yeah, like it's... And the extended family too, man. Yep, friends, um, family, yeah, yeah ev- everyone really, like it's, yeah, it's a big thing. And I think that's what I was referring to earlier, like people don't mean to be clum, like people don't mean mm. to offend you or people don't mm. mean, I, 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 you know, I'm a eternal optimist, like I, I believe that, you know, people are never trying to, to do you wrong in most cases they're you know trying to your friends your network they're trying to help you out 
But I think people are just naturally sometimes just clumsy because they haven't experienced that type of thing themselves or they, they don't know anyone who's gone through something like that. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. sometimes, I mean, sometimes people are just clumsy, full yeah, stop. Full stop. You know, socially <laughs> awkward, let's go for the high five when another one's a handshake. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, it's a good segue, boys. Um because we probably we probably should uh, get this thing uh, wrapped up. Because um, I got to pick up my my eldest from daycare. Oh yeah, um, yes, from the uh, the pit of viruses. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this. They're good people down there. Yeah, Very yeah. good people. Um, so it's probably our, our, our biggest <laughs> listener base is all the all the mums that have given your kids. So um, Tyson, I know yeah. you had a spot for Chessie last year, but. Things have actually tightened up <laughs> at the childcare here in uh, Mount Martha. And, yeah, Don't name the suburb. Her, actually. Uh, <laughs> I got one for you, boys. Goat baby or a matter baby? Goat baby or a matter baby? Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what? Goat baby or a matter baby? No. <laughs> no? A matter baby. Goat, goat, goat baby? Ah, uh, you meant to say, what's the matter, baby? And I meant to say, I don't know, Sugar, what's the matter with you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, all right. right. We might, <laughs> we might have to, stinker. that was an absolute stinker. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. forgot to play the game show music. Baby shit noise. Yeah. yeah. I've got a good, um, I've got a good story to share that a friend of mine from work shared with me today on the topic of childcare. Um, their little boy got sent home early from childcare, um, because they'd had diarrhea, which is a story, you know, told many times over, I'm sure. Um, but Anyway, when they got home, they'd had these plans for the weekend. They had a wedding, all this stuff lined up, and they were, you know, they were going to have a, a weekend together. Like, hooray, they were, like, stoked. Anyway, when they got – their plans had been derailed by the little boy having gastro. Like, what are we going to do? Anyway, they checked one of the nappies, and there was a solid poo in there. Like, see, what is this? They've sent us home for no reason. This is fucking bullshit. The whole weekend's been derailed. Anyway – Whilst they were saying that, the little boy had sort of gotten into the squat position in their brand new house that they'd just bought and just dropped a nice, messy, uh, sloppy load all over the carpet and then driven it through the house. And I was just like, that is very funny for me. What happened with the solid food? Did he steal it and put it in his own nappy? Must have just as a little bit of a um... the old uh, stool transfer. <laughs> wow, that's um, Mugs, That is classic. You. We're three episodes in, and there's meant to be a dad joke to finish every episode. And two of the episodes, you've brought us a story. <laughs> I can't do. I can't do dad jokes. I'm terrible at telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, but, but, but I mean they're quality stories. But, All right. Well, the king of comedy. Here we go. Have you got okay. your joke, yeah. PG? Okay. Okay. PG. <laughs> Why are yeah. chickens so funny? Because! Yes, you got another one? Alright, um, since you saw that, that's quite good though, I like that. Um, what do you get when you cross a brown chicken oh. with a brown cow? Ooh, don't know. Brown chicken, brown cow! 
And that was very good to That's align good, with, man. you know, yeah. the chicken and the egg yeah. reference earlier. Very good. Yeah. All right, boys. Till next all time. Right. Much I love, love you all. So, love yeah. you, boys. XOXO. Beautiful. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. <laughs>